gentlemen, welcome in episode 202 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Brendan Queeley, here alone again in the Get Around studio. This is going to be a common refrain for quite a while. I feel like I don't see this. Do you feel alone? Do I feel alone? Every single day, my friend. Every single day. Uh, that, that familiar voice right there is one that you haven't heard in quite a while if you've been listening to the Get Around on, uh, a... I was on episode 200. Oh, you were on episode 200. Yeah. Well, so before, ago. it was still a while ago. Like, you guys hadn't heard our voices until just last week. We had taken, like, a four or five week break. That's Harrison Beebe, sports director at 7 and 4, uh, willing to join us today and fill in the enormous shoes of the one... And only Andrew Rosenthal, not the one. Yeah, only, this, of course. this is a first time ever for me. I'm doing the podcast while watching an NBA game. I don't think I could ever say that before. That's, I mean, I am so glad that I don't have your undivided attention. It's perfect. It's, That's all right. The Hornets are up 20, so you kind of do. This doesn't hurt my feelings nearly as much as while you were texting while I tried to show you stand by me. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I guess he doesn't like it. I guess he doesn't like one of the, my top he, three favorite movies so of all personally. time. That my your favorite movie is not one of my favorite movies. I just figured you wanted to do this at two thirty so you could watch the Bulls and Grizzlies at three thirty. No, I've got work to do for the rest of the day. No, no rest for uh-huh. the weary, my friend. So got it. Yeah, Harrison Harrison Beebe is here, and also here is uh, James Cook, Jimmy James, uh, yellow, also joining us from home, and uh, it's proper. James. What game you got on? You watching an old NFL game right now? I have nothing on. I'm in my dining room. I can't see the, the TV from here. He was watching the Houston Oilers blow a 32-point yeah. lead or the Rams or whatever the hell you were just talking about before we came on air here. <laughs> 30-year-old NFL trivia. It's proper, I feel, that we have Harrison on as the, the recent winner of the, our fantasy football. I don't know if it was the Record Eagle one, but you won some fantasy football, and you're all really happy won, about I it. I won the Northern Michigan Sports Writers fantasy league my first fantasy football win ever and i wanted to win this one because we have a giant wrestling belt as the championship so now that sucker is mine and for that, nine months and that's the only reason yeah james is like you also get 130 dollars i'm like oh cool you know whenever you get that but give me the belt you know you can do with that 130 dollars you can buy a replica <laughs> wrestling belt <laughs> <Buy my own. laughs> But this is the traveling one. This is the one that's been back and forth between James and Mark View and Mark Johnson. Your old Mark, yeah. They oh yeah, Jerk Monson. Probably completely forgot that he had it. So you know, legends have held this, and now it's my turn. Yeah, I remember seeing that picture that you posted online of you like hoisting a belt. From my just hanging out. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was that was Mark Johnson in the background. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. there's Mark. It's good he had Mark. it. I think his belt at the time that I got to take a picture with so yeah that was way back early in the in the league i think we were doing our football draft at brewery ferment which is no longer around even oh are they closed yeah my high school friend Kristen jones brewery brewery ferments closed shoot yeah. building got sold out from underneath them oh i don't have the discipline or the patience to do a full season fantasy football league like harrison did you did you do it every single week were you yeah, changing lineups Dude, football's easy. You've done fantasy baseball. Football's a piece of cake compared to fantasy baseball. No, no, no. I've done fantasy baseball where I did the draft, and then I got bored a couple of weeks in, and then I sold off all my players, and everybody got mad at me because I was giving oh, away yeah. Chris uh, Sale for, like, nobody. Anything you've got to update for fantasy on a daily basis just brutal. Now, Thursday night football doesn't make fantasy football very convenient. It's kind of nice when everybody's just playing on Sunday or the Fluke Monday game, but no, I stuck with it, and I was the one seed in both my leagues this year, and I won my college pick'em league, so I mean, this this was, if there was a summer of George for Seinfeld, this was the fantasy football season of Harrison. <laughs> I literally just watched that episode last night. <laughs> I watched that episode last night, and then I went to bed. <laughs> I figured it was best to end season eight uh, and not, not start season nine. Uh, yeah, season nine is kind of rough. I'm not enjoying season nine, but so yeah, James. If you want, we're going to the same game tonight. If you want to go ahead and bring bring that old belt down, uh, I thought we we're getting. Happen. I thought we were getting Traverse City Central. I thought we were getting in contact with I put Thorington with, in the tweet, and he refused to respond. I think he's nervous. I think he's afraid that I'm going to take over the headlines at the school. I think you should just do it anyway. 
I think that, you know what, we'll just, if we're at the same, you know, all right, so at the West Central game, we'll yeah, do it on West's tomorrow. home court. <laughs> I didn't go to West, though. I went to Central. No, I know, but we'll do it on West's home court to, to it'll sting even more as a Central, Traverse City Central graduate for you. Dude, all right. And then Carmine strips me of my belt and locks it in his office. Yeah, we get kicked out and we're never allowed <laughs> to cover sports again. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have a plan. <laughs> James, uh, we've got our, our own record eagle fantasy football. Is that right? I again, this yeah. is fantasy football is something that I just I simply don't have the patience for, and I know that seems crazy because it probably doesn't take that much patience. But like, this is why I'm 37, not married yet, because the commitment of a fantasy football team for 17 to 18 weeks is just too scary to me, and marriage is. Too much of a too scary to him. Marriage is like fantasy football. I don't know if I've ever heard that comparison before, but I just think the level funny. of commitment is for fantasy football is far below marriage. But if I'm afraid of committing to a fantasy football league, that's probably why I'm still single. I mean, if anybody can preach to both scenarios, it's James, married for ten plus years and in ten plus fantasy football leagues. So juggling it all, he could write a book about any two topics combined. It would be that true. James, what's your secret? Ten marriage and ten fantasy football leagues. How do you get both done? Uh, I wake up in the morning and get on my phone while my wife is still sleeping. Well, she's in one of your leagues, isn't she? Several. Oh, she's in several. Okay, wow. Well, there she we go. Won a, she won a league this year. Darn, what's her prize? Uh, it, was, it was a league where we didn't have any. It wasn't for money. Mm-hmm. Brandon, I think we got to do some sort of bet with you where if you lose the bet, maybe we bet on the Bulls in the playoffs or something, I don't know. If you lose the bet, you need to join our fantasy league next year. Okay, you guys will not like me because I'll do exactly what I always do, which is I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. The draft is a lot of fun. Well, what if I remind you? And then you I'll sell off my I'll – I'll trade my players. Just well, be we, like, can, we can block who, who trade. Wants, who wants Josh block. Allen? That'll be fine. I'll take, I'll take Josh Allen, and then I will uh, – Block you from trading in. That was the, Josh Allen at Wyoming was about the last time that I was really interested in college football. Because I remember watching him going, "Man, he's gonna be, he's gonna be good. He's a he's a gunslinger. I like the way this kid plays." This and then he got into the NFL and he was terrible. And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a bummer." And then now he's become this incredible Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I was gonna say, the Bills. The Bills Chiefs has got to be the playing game for the AFC spot, right? I don't believe in Tennessee or Cincinnati to make the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, to make the Super Bowl. I just I thought maybe you didn't believe in Tennessee or Cincinnati that they neither of those cities existed. Or that, you know, I haven't been to either. I know they're kind of close, but they've got two ends in them both. Um, All right, so neat. James, we keep getting distracted here. You wanted to talk about the Record Eagle fantasy football oh, team, I, something I, like I, that. We've got three reader leagues, um, and it's mostly – uh, it's kind of a combination of coach, some coaches in the area, some athletes in the area, and, and, and newspaper readers. And then Andrew and I and Jake is still in a bunch of them, too. So we have like three of them, and I just wanted to announce who, who won the leagues. In the, uh, the REFL3 was won by Jeff Schultz with Tom Uli coming in second. And, uh, you know, Wat Nasadis finished sixth. So, Tom Uli, is he a former coach? Football he's coach? Jim Uli. Yeah. Oh, he's the son of Jim Uli. Okay. He's he is my former elementary school volleyball coach. Uh, that was RFL three, RFL two. Andrew Rosenthal won in the championship over me. Let that happen. I don't know. My team just just crapped the bed. Uh, the guy who finished third is Chris. He dominated the regular season, went thirteen and one, and then got upset in the in the playoffs. Chris, um, Chris what? Have... You can't pronounce his last name? It just says Chris on his profile for his team. Oh, so it's... okay. It's Chris. Is it, uh, it's Chris, Chris. It's Chris Dabrowski. <laughs> it's former, not. Former Record Eagle <laughs> sports writer. Yeah. Uh, in the RFL one, I won that one over Mike Thompson, the softball coach at Frankfurt in the finals. And, uh, you know, we some other players like Brett Peterson finished fourth. Oh, from okay. K- so there's there's why you wanted to bring it up. I get it because you won a league, finished second in the other one. It was a not so well, not so humble brag. I just wanted to th- to throw out the uh, the other winners too. And Andrew won a league. What uh, what what are the prizes here, or is it just pride? That was pretty much it. Oh, just a mention. 
you, you get yep. a mention ten uh, minutes on, on, on a on a ground. on a podcast listened to by dozens. Perfect. <laughs> that's that's exactly what you're. Well, it depends. Maybe the Bay Raps crew is going to draw a lot of listens this week. Maybe it'll be in the hundreds. Yeah. Well, I'm... They're coming off that big win Friday. What did they do Saturday? They won Saturday, too. Won Saturday, too. All right. It's winter of the reps. That's right. So uh, coming up a little bit later, we will have uh, Bay Reps hockey players Aaron Ackerson and Riley Pierce. They'll be joining us, again, not in studio, but uh, via FaceTime. It'll be good uh, to talk to them uh, about the... Chris Denwith, North versus South uh, Showcase, which was at Center Ice Arena and featured 23 teams from, from across the state. Were there any out-of-state teams, James, or were they all in-state? Uh, they were all in-state. Okay. Well, there are, there are some showcases up here in the area that draw teams. I mean, we had yeah. from, from out-of-state, so just checking in on that. Uh, so we brought it up a little bit earlier, and I want to shift over to that right now uh, as we get into actual podcast talk. Not that the beginning wasn't rich and colorful and full of, of life when we were talking earlier, uh, but we do have... Full of life. And, and since this is coming out on Tuesday, right before these games happen, I figure why not devote an entire weekly podcast to this this game? Um but since we didn't we didn't get it last week, we would have had West versus Central last week uh, in hockey in the McCullough Cup, but COVID forced uh, COVID restrictions forced that game uh, to be uh, postponed and rescheduled to February seventeenth. But this week we do get West versus Central. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, I guess knock on wood, um, and uh, we'll have the Trojans versus Titans on the basketball court. Both the boys and the girls. At Traverse City West, uh, the girls' game starts at 5.30 on Tuesday. Boys' game uh, will follow that. And uh, I'm glad that we have Harrison on because I'm interested to know what your take is on the West Central rivalry and what it was like when you were in high school and what you see it like now when you cover these events. I mean, especially growing up for me when it was all just one school when I was really young. And then seeing the transition of the community suddenly like, oh, that side of the town, oh, they play this sport. Oh, we're going to play them someday. You know, you slowly, starting in 97, 98, you started seeing the battle lines drawn. I, I bet you that first football game wasn't as intense as we make it out to be today. You know, I bet it was unique. But that first football game back in 97 when the two teams played, I, I bet it didn't have this, like, huge angst and uh, excitement and rivalry feel like it does today. But having said that, you know, over the years, I ran cross country and track, and it was just like, yep, every time we would meet up with West, it was just like, well, we got to beat them. If we don't beat them, that's kind of like our our measuring stick for not just the community, but for ourselves as a team. If we're if we're going to be competitive this year, if we can't even beat our own cross town rival, how are we going to expect it to win regionals or states or whatnot? So I, I think, especially just having it in your hometown and 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 being up here, where very few other schools have rivals that they play in their same cities or villages or whatnot usually their chief rivals are down the road a bit this one is just you know we share the same downtown we share the same cherry festival we share the same movie theaters but only one can have the bragging rights for a particular sport and being, being both division one schools the crowds are always good they're always lively uh and and yeah the kids are friends but at the end of the day what's better than beating your friend at a sport nothing so, and that's what we got on our hands here. The next, the next rivalry, and it's a shame we couldn't get the hockey game last week because the hockey one is one of my favorites to take in. But the basketball one, you can always tell, especially with the doubleheader. I can't. They haven't done a doubleheader of boys, girls, Central West in a while. They're usually separate nights and play with the girl, like girls and boys, wall play with JV and freshmen. So the fact that they're doing a doubleheader this time around is uh, is pretty unique. Something we haven't seen in a while for sure. And uh, yeah, it's you know especially with, with both teams on the boys' side looking pretty good. Central's girls' team's looking the best they've looked in a while. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping we're lined up for two good games and uh, hopefully two good rematches down the road, too. Who's got the edge in, in the rivalry? West or Central? You obviously are biased. I'm not biased. I can pinch you. I, am I, honestly, of my t- tenure in covering sports, I'd probably say West. <laughs> Because it seems like all the sports I cover, West had a command on football for a while. Central's obviously got that now. But it was West, I think, still holds the all-time series lead by a game or two, right? Um, 
you know, basketball, West had that run the last few years where they always won districts, and I'm pretty right. sure they had command of the uh, the regular season meetings as well, in a sense. Um, girls, it's been a little more back and forth, but I'm pretty sure West won more recently. Um, you know, it's 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 closer than a lot of people think, but just by the eye test of what I've seen so far, I, I, I'd have to say probably West has been, you know, in the years since I've covered sports since 2013, probably been uh, the winner of, more of at least the games I've been at. That's not factoring in the cross countries and the tracks and the gymnastics or uh, swimming event. Well, swimming they're combined, aren't they? So we'll, we'll cross that out. But the events that I'm not at as much as as the team sports and the one-on-one game contest. But I, I would give West the slight edge. But that's not to say uh, it, it can't shift back over pretty much any time now. James, have you had any uh, favorite moment that has stuck out with you covering any West versus Central games? A lot of the, I mean, up until recently, you had the football games and how they were just always so close every year and such a good game. Um, th- those were those were just great. The, I don't know the 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 student sections at basketball games is I think a thing that stands out. You know, and West is up for the battle of the fans again this year, so I'm sure on Tuesday they are going to be noisy and loud and have a lot of stuff planned and ready. For this, for for TC Central, who who will bring their own pretty boisterous student section to the game too. How do you feel? How do you guys feel about the student sections? Do you get uncomfortable, and do you, do you feel bad if, like, say, a player shoots an air ball, and then the student section starts chanting air ball? I always feel bad for that player. I'm always like, come on, guys, don't do that. Be nice. You should be just. It's okay. You can just ignore. Ever the game at Duke? <laughs> no, I've never been to. Well, I'm sure you haven't, but like obviously compared to college, man, they're really heinous in college. So I I know it's just I look back on my younger days when I would go to White Sox games. Sorry. And wait, what did you say about Kansas? <laughs> We're doing a not two for Sox. <laughs> and I just remember I remember going there, and I was just I was I was mean, and I would yell some pretty awful stuff and i look back and i'm like dude why 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 not just cheer for your team instead of having to cheer against you know the other team but that's kind of fun though yeah that's the that- fun being a home team is you have well i guess in the central west game it's yeah there's a home team but it's pretty neutrally sp- split building i mean that's your rasms hey the good players feed off that stuff so yeah, in college, we used to have a group of friends who would go to CMU baseball games, and we would sit right in the third base side, right behind the kind of the, behind the dugouts and stuff. And our goal was to make the opposing third baseman had commit two errors a game, just because we were just getting on him so much. We'd we'd bring like the media guide and have like all the information on the third baseman, and just be giving him stuff all day. And sometimes they would play along with it. And everything. One of the co- one of the opposing coaches would play along with it. We were yelling at him because he wasn't inside the coaching box, and then he started like playing with us and like putting a foot in and taking a foot out, putting a foot in and taking a foot out and stuff. Yeah, the because the, the air ball and then the scoreboard chance. And I'm always like, all right, let's let's be nice to the players. I think like I think I'm I think it's just, I don't know I don't I don't know what's happening to me. I just I don't want anybody to meet, be mean to anybody else. I just think there's too many there's too much meanness out there anyway. Just trying to Ted Lasso this community together. You weren't at the Central football game at Ford Field, man. The student section for why am I blanking on the school they played? De La Salle. De La Salle. Yeah, they were uh, they were pretty savage. I mean, not vulgar by any means, but they did not hesitate to. You know, chant at Burnham or chant at our, the central student section whenever there was trying to be chirped back. It was they, they were very on top of things as far as letting them know that their school was winning and they were clearly the best on that field that day. Yeah, that central St. Francis basketball game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, those were good too. Yep. Central student section after, like, Wyatt and I say this, I think started the game like 0 for 7 from the free throw line or something. And, like, in the second half, the central student section was chanting overrated. Well, but then they chanted, like, we want Wyatt, didn't they? Didn't they chant, like, we want Wyatt at some point when all the other players were shooting? <laughs> Maybe. I, I didn't hear that and one. Bordeaux was out in foul trouble. The St. Francis students said, we want Carson. <laughs> well, so this is this is unconfirmed, but this is what I was told by someone who, who said she was there. We, we talked about the Kevin Hubble 
16 goal performance uh, for Benji Central uh, against Kingsley in a 17 to nothing win. And apparently, at the Benzie Kingsley game recently, the Benzie student section was holding up a sign that said 17 uh, to nothing, 17 to zero, uh, and that that upset some people. That got some people upset, um, and I can understand it. There was a there was pretty sensitive. That was a pretty sensitive subject, but like I, I, I get it. You, you guys are right. The the student fan sections, they do want to be savage, and I can maybe you can ask Riley Pierce about that because he's from Kingsley. Oh, if he was there, I might, uh, I might do that. Was he on the soccer team? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe seventeen and zero. Maybe they were cheering for that NFL team to go seventeen and zero. Maybe that's why they had that sign. Yeah, must have been it. It's not gonna be this year, but James, did you have a a, a high school rival? Back in your day, uh, I mean, our, our rivals were basically just the schools that bordered around you. So, in, in our high, when I went to high school, I went to Central Montcalm, which is out in the middle of nowhere in the <laughs> Michigan area. And you know, we had like Lakeview and Carson City Crystal and Shepherd, like Tri County. Those kind of schools were our our big rivals, and you played them a bunch because they were in your conference. So, we used to see them all the time. You know, in wrestling, I don't think I ever beat anybody from Shepherd. Because they were just a powerhouse at the time. Did you guys go to games when you were in high school? If games that you weren't playing in? Oh yeah, I went to football games like every Friday night. I mean, in a small town like I was in, that was that was the thing. And the football stadium was almost kitty corner from my house, so it was an easy walk. So that, that was that was Friday night social life. Was going to the high school football game. Yep. Yeah. I thought. I thought I told you I've been to one. I went to one Central West game in high school. Sorry, two. One football game and one hockey game, and that was it. Well, I went to a few other games, but as far as Central West, I didn't go to any basketball game in high school. In junior high, I went. To, I was way more obsessed about the social scene and interacting with people outside of school, like at the big events in junior high, than I was in high school. So yeah, I caught very. So people are probably surprised to find out that now that's my job is to go to those games and talk about them, but. Yeah, I was at very few, and I think Central lost both the games I was at. <laughs> were you one of those uh, when you were in junior high and going there? Or were you one of those kids that got on the court afterward and were shooting around? Elementary school, I was because okay. my dad, my dad had friends that were had sons on the team, so we would yeah we would get to do a little shoot. I remember one of the guys was like, "One day you're going to be on this court," and I'm like, "You bet, man! I can't wait!" And then I got cut in seventh grade. Yeah, I I remember. And it's probably somewhat kind of similar to the Patriot game here, but a uh, high school that I went to in the south uh, burbs of Chicago, uh, Victor J. Andrew, their big rival and probably still is, uh, it was Carl Sandburg High School. And that football game, uh, I can remember going to one of those where I felt like I was at a, a pro or college stadium only because I had to park so far away and it took me so long to walk uh to the front gate and i know people have that experience uh here uh, around thurby yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. where you're just like parking right in front of someone's house three and a half blocks away from the from the stadium before you get there so it's it's definitely a lot of fun and i think that tuesday is going to be crazy and if you're listening to this after tuesday i bet tuesday was crazy <laughs> We hope you enjoyed your Tuesday. So I, I would. Any other good rivalries here in the area? I mean, Central West is probably, probably the tops in terms of uh, intensity. But there are, are there any other ones that? I I tell you what, man. I like whenever Glen Lake and St. Francis have two good teams in any sport and they meet up, whether it's football, basketball, soccer, like. The Glen Lake St. Francis, right there. I mean, of the two, all the schools we cover up here, Glen Lake and St. Francis seem to make the most runs in state tournaments. So obviously, they're showing they're really good at multiple sports. So then, whenever they kind of match up because they're in the same division and usually the same district in these district tournaments, it's just like, okay, cool. You know, one of them them is probably going to dictate pace in that district and represent you know that region or that area for for. Division three going forward, and uh, yeah, usually they have pretty good teams, and it's pretty exciting to see, you know, who wants it more in those situations. I know Buckley and Leland really didn't like each other uh, during in soccer back on my first go around uh, on the uh, the sports. They, they kind of still don't. Yeah, yeah, they just played last year for the <laughs> district title. Yeah, 
But I, I remember, I think it was Austin Harris telling me the story of they had stopped after the uh, a game to get some food, and the the Leland bus pulled up to the same restaurant, saw that Buckley was there, and then left. And I was like, oh, I guess that, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, probably maybe it was just because it was too crowded, or maybe they were just like, oh, we don't want to take the chance of. Anything getting started with these Rumble, kids. a Royal Rumble. A Rumble, yes, a Rumble in the Culver's parking lot. I just saw West Side Story last night, so I can talk about that. You went to the theater and saw it, or is it on streaming somewhere? No, I took my mom to the theater for her birthday. So that's where the SNL host from this past week is from, whatever her name was. I had to look it she, up. She was the, she's Maria? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had to look it up, because I was like, I don't know who this is. And now I can't remember her name. I think it was like Olivia DeBose, something like that. And then the musical guest was Bleachers. And I was like, I don't know who the hell that is either. And I've realized that, like, I'm out. Like, I've, I've out of whatever is in in pop culture, you know, I'm like Abe Simpson. Uh, you know, what's uh, <laughs> Harrison, what is the line about uh, that Abe says to a young Homer about music? I used to be with it, but what it, but what was it isn't it anymore, and what it is now is scary to me. Something like that. I don't remember what it was. I think was... you, I think you brushed on it. Yeah, that's the gist of it. You make me feel like dancing. I want to dance the night away. What the hell are you two doing? It's called rocking out. You wouldn't understand, Dad. You're not with it. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it. And what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. No way, man. We're going to keep on rocking forever. 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 Yeah. I always think of an episode of South Park where Stan Marsh is, like, cynical about everything. And he hates everything <laughs> but his own interests. So whenever I get really, like, cranky about new waves of technology or pop culture or whatever. I'm like, no, nope, it's not my stuff, so it can't be cool. All right, should we get into the interview? I know Harrison's not going to be here for the interview with uh, Aaron and Riley from, from the Bay Reps, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into that right now, and then we'll come back and we'll do uh, Athlete of the Week, get around Hall of Fame and our trifecta. And Harrison will be back and will join us for that one. So, Let's go ahead right now and get into our interview with Bay Reps players Aaron Ackerson and Riley Pierce. No games this week. Why is that? Uh, our schedule is pretty front-loaded, so we're a little ways ahead of most teams in the state. Okay. We already have uh, 17 games played, and most teams are around 14 right now. Okay. So that was intentional to kind of give you guys, like, an all-star break or something like that? Yeah, I, I, I don't think it was intentional. I think that's just kind of how the schedule ended up working out. Okay. With all the well, uh, joining us right now uh, in the Get Around studio, virtually, of course, uh, since we're still uh, in that uh, the age of the Omicron and making sure that we're safe, it's probably not good for four people to be crammed into a tiny studio. Guys, uh, if you were here, you'd see that this is probably the size of a, a large closet, the studio that we're in. So it's uh, there's not a lot of room in here, not uh, pretty poorly ventilated, too. Uh, but we have Bay Reps hockey players, uh, Aaron Ackerson, senior defenseman and captain, and as well as Riley Pierce, uh, junior forward for the Reps. Boys, thanks for being on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us on here. Thank so, you. I-, I wanted to jump in, and this is... It's not so much a, a philosophical question or anything like that, but it's. I'm curious to know if you've had a moment on the ice, or if there's a moment that you can recall, where it just it popped in your head and you went, "Man, I love this game." Have you ever had that moment where you've been on the ice and, and thought just for like just split second? I know in the in the heat of competition, you don't want your mind to wander to things like that. You don't want that to happen, and I get it. But have you ever had the chance to just go, "Oh, I love playing this game." Yeah, uh, I 
kind of have I have one in high school. It was my uh, sophomore year, and uh, we were playing uh, Reese Puffer in the second round of the playoffs. And it was right at the end of the second period or, or so. Uh, and I think it was I ended up uh, like sliding on the ice or something, and I ended up blocking a shot. And it was like right at the buzzer, and then it, it went off. And I just remember because I was really close with our uh, goalie for the past two years, uh, Judd Lawson. Uh, and I remember him coming up to me after that and just hugging me. It was th- after the second period. So we were going ahead in the locker room, and I think we were down one. Uh, and I don't know. It was just a moment for me. I, was, I really love just being out here and being able to be with uh, all these people that I, I love and they're my friends and being able to do this. And was, it was nice. Though. It wasn't in the middle of a game. It was kind of at the end of a period. So I was, that was good. But that was kind of my biggest moment I remember. Um, I'm not entirely sure if I have a certain moment, but honestly, the first like practice of our team each year, I just like really enjoy seeing the boys. I love to see like the new team and I like to see how far we can get with like the chemistry and stuff. What has that chemistry been like this year? Cause it's, um, you guys are a co-op, which means that you're not seeing each other, uh, in, in the halls every day. Some of you obviously are, um, but it's, it, it's probably a little bit different coming together as, um, you know, a conglomeration of schools and not just one school. Yeah, I'd say uh, at the start of every year, uh, it can take a little bit more time to get to know people and uh, and uh, feel out where everyone is uh, and all that. And especially this year, it was a little uh, different just because we had a big senior class leave us and a lot of really, really talented rookies come in and uh, getting to know those guys is certainly taking a little bit of time. But I think uh, everyone's kind of starting to get a lot closer with each other, especially after this last weekend. And Riley, you're the only guy from Kingsley. Is that make different for you? I don't really think it's any different because I was playing hockey all throughout Traverse City, so I actually know a lot of the people that I've been, like, friends with them for, like, more than, like, seven years. So it's not really that hard as people may seem, to me at least. Because mm-hmm. you've, you've gone – you've grown up playing hockey and you've gone – that's basically been – it's been a, a separate school, if you will. It's, right. You know, you've had that that social circle, getting to know each other, and uh, how, how important is that relationship, that trust, that bond on the ice? Because hockey is such a, a quick-paced game. It, it it's so frenetic and hectic, and yet there's so much grace and control out there as as well. Just having that bond, that chemistry, it, does that make a you know, an actual difference in gameplay? Uh, yeah, I'd say it makes a huge difference. The closer you are with everyone on the team, the more you know kind of their what little habits they have, where they're going to end up being. Uh, and it just getting to know someone and being close with them uh, just makes things move quicker. And that's a big part of just knowing someone and playing with them for a long period of time. I think it makes a huge difference, to be honest. Riley, you, you look a lot different than the photo that's on the web team website. You chopped the hair off, right? I did. I had to get rid of it. It was really long. I don't know. I wasn't really messing with it. And then I was supposed to keep the long hair, but the barber decided he didn't want it. The barber decided? Yeah. Was the barber like your mom or dad who were like, sorry, son, you're not getting, you're not having long hair anymore. I see Aaron just laughing up there. What's, what is, what's, okay, so what's the story behind the hair? Like, there's got to be. There's got to be something here. Well, I decided to go and get a haircut because it was super long, but I wanted to keep it long. And then I just showed up to ne- the next day at practice, and it was really, really short. Where did you get a cut at again, Piercy? I don't even know. <laughs> the normal person I go to canceled on me like three times, so I just needed to go to somewhere. While, while this was happening, were you just watching it in horror? Did you not say anything? Um. I was crying inside, but it was all right. <laughs> I had like the same thing happen. Like during, you know, during COVID, during the pandemic, like I didn't cut my hair at all. Right. So, like past like shoulder length, like the longest I'd ever had my hair before. And I went to the, went to the barber and I asked the lady, I'm like, just, just give it a little trim. I, you know, I want to keep it long or whatever. And she just hacked it off. My wife was pissed. <laughs> Do you feel like you've lost any magic from having your hair cut short? Are you like Samson? Did you have power in your hair? 
I don't know. I feel like I've been playing better since it was short. So oh, all right. Kind of has been working good in my favor. Okay. So maybe that was a little uh, silver lining. Just getting in the way. There. Yeah. I guess so. Who, so who a little has too much weight on my back? Who has the best hair in the area? Or should we just give it to Jonah Star and then who has the second best? Ooh, yeah, I think Jonah's got it. Everyone beat. Those are, yeah. those are some locks. They'll go all the way. So who's second then? Pierce, you would have been up there before the haircut. I would have been up there. Uh, I don't know. Shea Harmelson, sleeper. Oh, yeah. That's a sleeper pick. Shea Harmelson. <laughs> Jarvis City Central. You're rocking a mullet right now. Riley, I I, I dig the, the short hair. It, it looks it looks good. Thank you. So, Thank no. you. Uh, how long ago did you get it cut off, and are you growing it back out now, or are you going to kind of keep it that? I got it cut probably two weeks ago, but I'm hoping that it'll be long again for, like, playoff season so it just comes in perfectly and hopefully we can uh, have a deep playoff run so it just keeps growing yeah speaking of which what are you expecting uh, as the season nears an end uh, and then playoffs uh, get started what is the what's the goal here for this reps team oh uh, our goal is always going to be to go as far as we can in playoffs and always it's going to be to try a championship if we can uh Throughout my this is my third year here, I'm looking definitely to get to the regional finals this year because I haven't had the chance to yet, and I definitely want to see us go home with some hardware and then hopefully make a trip to Plymouth. What's special about this team that can make that happen? Our depth is something this year that we haven't had in previous years. We have up and down the roster, we have a lot of really, really strong talent, especially the young kids coming in. They're all really skilled players, and uh, I just think, having three or four lines that we can just roll and just keep going. And uh, there's not a lot of drop off or any drop off at all for that matter is uh, something we haven't had in the past. And I think we're uh, super versatile too. many different roles on the team. And I think everyone's starting to fulfill them. Talk to me a little bit about uh, discipline as a hockey player and how important that is uh, discipline and keeping your focus. And, and there are, I'm always, impressed when a hockey player can show restraint uh and if they if they're down big or the game's not going their way and they're getting frustrated you know there is because it is such a physical game there is that temptation to try to knock a guy on his ass you know and really hit him hard i'm always impressed when there's that restraint and the discipline to instead avoid doing that and focus on playing your game. How important have you found discipline to be uh, this season and, and throughout your hockey career? Yeah, I think uh, understanding the situation that you're in uh, when you're playing, like even if you are down big or uh, something happens, just like not retaliating is huge because you're always, you're always going to get a penalty if you retaliate. Especially if you're down big, you don't want to dig yourself deeper in a hole. Is it just knowing that you can't hurt your team any worse uh, is always kind of good way to keep yourself disciplined but it's got to be difficult because it is such a physical game it is you guys are banging into each other all the time and it's human nature to to want to strike back right right i just think it's you about putting the team in front of yourself can't be selfish out there and take a penalty when you're it's not going to help your team it's a team sport you can't go out there and hurt your uh, brothers that you're out there playing with do you guys have an enforcer on the uh, on the reps, uh, Drew and Tyson. <laughs> yeah, I would say so as well. There's some big boys, so yeah, lock some kids around. What is your uh, what's your favorite event that the hockey team does? Is it is it the uh, the Veterans Cup? Is it the the Denouth tournament? Uh, you know, I guess playoffs would probably be in there too. But what's the favorite event that the team does every year? I'd have to say Vets Cup. I love Vets Cup. That's just the atmosphere for that game is always incredible. It's for a great cause. So just it's a packed barn, and you get to go out there, and it's it's a show, and it's really, really fun to play in. I would love to say Vets Cup, too. Uh, a lot of people, we get to put on the jerseys, the cool camo jerseys. But uh, also I think a sleeper is uh, the West game right after Christmas. I do like those games, too. It's like you guys, you have a week off here in the middle of the season and everything. You don't have practice today, uh, but Riley, it looks like you're in the locker room, in a hockey locker room. I am. I am. 
What I needed you- to grab my skates yeah. to. Uh, I'm going on a lake later to try to skate on it. Hopefully the weather conditions are looking good. Where are you going? What lake are you going to skate on? I saw that Lake Boardman was frozen, so I'd maybe either there, maybe Leelanoff, I can get up there. Yeah, I drove by the other night, I think like just before uh, or, or just after sunset, and drove by Boardman and, and looked out, and yeah, the lake looked gorgeous. Like, it looked really, yeah. really beautiful, like frozen over, so... Uh, do you just go out there just to, to skate to skate? Do you have a, a stick in your hand and a puck out there, or are you just skating to skate? Um, I'm sure I'll bring my stick and a puck, but I don't know. Just mess around out there. Have some fun. Okay, so of, of the coaches, yeah, there's a, bunch, a whole bunch of coaches, pretty big coaching staff for, for the Bay Raps. Who's the, who's the funniest and who's the toughest? Oh, Vid's 100% got to be the funniest. Uh, Coach Vidian, is, he's hilarious. He's a He's a great coach, and he's a really, really funny guy. I've uh, gotten to be with him for three years now, and he's he's hilarious. I think the toughest probably uh, Kyle Jean. Yeah, uh, he's pretty uh, he's pretty hard on us, but he loves to have fun too. So, and he's pretty competitive. So it kind of fits the atmosphere perfect. What are some examples of Coach Vidian of, of what he does? It's funny. Oh, I don't know. He uh, he likes to mess with us sometimes. I've had him put some. Uh, shave some ice off the or shave some snow off the ice and just kind of put it on a stick toss it in my face he'll mess with uh some of our other coaches too he'll mess with our goalie coach uh, mikey wintershime a lot uh during practices and <laughs> that's pretty funny he just cracks us up a little bit do you guys have any pranksters on the team oh yeah uh, <laughs> us, yeah <laughs> i think most of us are actually pretty much all pranksters in, in our own ways yeah what, what's, like, been, what's been some of the the, uh, the best ones? Did someone get their skates taped already this year? Uh, I got my skates taped, but it didn't work, thank God. So what, is, what does it mean to get your skates taped? I mean, I know it sounds like probably literally your skates are just taped, but like taped how? So what they do usually, or uh, what we do is you can take clear tape, which you use usually to like tighten the socks to your shin pads, and you can put it on the bottom of someone's blade, so when they step on the ice, they're gonna fall. <laughs> but they're not expecting it, so they'll go, they'll run out the door, and then they'll just eat it, which is always good for a nice little laugh there. Definitely. All right, boys. Well, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy this week off, uh, and I hope you enjoyed the the day off. And good luck going forward on on the rest of the season. I I hope that. What you want to have, I, you know, hoping that you get down to Plymouth uh, and make a, a real run at this thing uh, this year. It'd be great to uh, for the reps to to rep for uh, for Northern Michigan. Seems to be uh, pretty appropriate. So, uh, thank you both for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank right. you guys. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you again to Bay Reps senior defenseman and captain Aaron Ackerson and junior forward Riley Pierce for joining us here in the Get Around Studio virtually. That is, um, and and we are we've definitely at this point done the interview. Like it's definitely happened, and we have we're not not doing this. Yeah, we're not recording our sections with Harrison first. Yeah, oh, I took an hour off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harrison went away for a little bit. This is, this is all happening sequentially. It's all in this order. Charlotte Hornets game is still going on. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the current score? Seventy-seven in the Garden. Okay. Miles Bridges and the Hornets are tearing it up. Well, I I'm sure that uh, despite the fact that yes, we at this point we haven't done the interview yet in terms of recording right now. I'm sure it was a great interview with uh, Aaron and Riley, and we thank them very much for taking time uh, out of their day uh, to to join us here and uh, get to talk to them for for a little bit. Uh, let's move right in then to our Get Around Hall of Fame and the Athlete of the Week. Uh, we'll put up three athletes from the past week. Um, James, I'm curious to know, and even, even if you don't, uh, you know, we can talk about it for a little bit, 
but you were out at the uh, the first girls wrestling invitational at Boyne City yesterday. Um, were you, did you plan mm -hmm. on uh, putting up any one from there for athlete of the week? Absolutely. That was the plan. Yep. See, this is why I. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear more about that. Tell me a little about that, Jim. Uh, they had like I think twenty-five teams. They had sixty-seven wrestlers there. Um, three mats going all the time, except towards the end when they only had a few weight classes left. Um, they went on to two, but um, you know, a good day of good day of wrestling. And um, Lydia Krause from Boyne City, who's my nominee for athlete of the week, was named the most outstanding wrestler of the tournament. She won uh, all three of her matches, all by technical fall. I think the first two were twenty-one to five. And then twenty-eight to eight, or something like that. Twenty-four to eight, I think it was. And uh, the the eight points that the other girl got were all escapes, where she would just take her down and let her up, and take her down and let her up. That uh, had to be the first of its kind, like to that size for an all-girls wrestling tournament in Northern Michigan, right? Northern Michigan is the first one, yes. Um, so and they're they're hoping to continue doing this every year. Um, and they, and Bowman city had their boys meet or boy tournament the day before uh -huh. and Lydia Krause was five and zero in that and won her weight class in that as well. So she's eight and zero on the weekend, she's eight and zero on the weekend. And there's no way I can get her as my athlete nominee. So I can't buy her off you. <laughs> nope. You can All give right. him the belt. You can give him the fantasy football championship belt. That's what you can do. Yeah, let's trade the belt for Kraus and the Jeopardy title. Let's do that right and a, now. And a player to be named later. Cash consideration. <laughs> James, um, you grew up uh, wrestling in high school. Uh, what was it like yesterday seeing that event? Was there a was there a different kind of like energy feeling in the air about the importance and significance of that event? Yeah, it seemed to be. I mean, the, the coaches were all there. It was amazing how afterwards how many of the coaches just hung around afterwards and were talking to each other. And, you know, one of the, the coach from Holland, West Ottawa, like right when the tournament got over, asked to, to get on the PA system and said, hey, in, you know, in a week or two, we're going to have our own tournament. And if any of you want to come to that tournament, come to, come to that tournament. We, you know, we're having our own all-girls tournament and uh you know he said that they had like 30 teams already interested holy in cow they're trying to get more i mean obviously when you're talking girls teams most teams only have two three four girls um so you know you're not talking full teams and everything that's the goal in the future is to get teams to get recruiting get word out get more athletes on the teams and have full girls teams where you can have dual meets and i heard just these tournaments Jamie Smith in Frankfurt, yeah, once said in down the road that she wants to have a team state championship tournament. So, I mean, that would just be the next coolest thing, I think, in the wave of high school sports. So whenever that comes along, hopefully in the next couple of years here. Yeah, I mean, right now, like, Benzie, I think, has three girls on, on the wrestling team. Traverse City West has three and one on the way who's transferring in this semester from Frankfurt. And then, uh, you know, other schools, like, Benzie Central only had one there. You know, Lydia Krause was the only girl from Boyne because they had um, one that was in COVID protocols and one that was hurt and stuff. But uh, you know, a lot of teams only brought a couple of kids. But it was still a good tournament, good turnout, a lot of people there in the stands. Very cool, very cool. I feel like there's there's no way that either of our other nominations uh, have a chance against Lydia, you, you go 8-0 on the weekend versus boys and girls. But uh, I'll, I'll put up my nomination right now, and that's going to be Lake City's Chloe Bisball. Uh, she had a triple-double, 16 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists in a 53-32 win against Manton on Friday. Uh, I know people seem to be falling out of love with the triple-double, um, at least in pro sports, in pro basketball, but I still think it's definitely a, a pretty cool thing to – yeah, don't let do, especially in in high school when the quarters are only eight minutes long and you can still get sixteen, seventeen, and ten. In a yeah, don't let Russell Westbrook ruin a good thing for you. The triple double is still cool. He just can't win anything with it besides NBA MVP. Well, I've just seen some some tweets out there. Of people who are like, uh, the triple double isn't really a measure of if you had a good game or not. And I'm kind of like, well, I feel like. 
better than sitting on the bench and getting five and three. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> uh, Harrison, you're not. Uh, well, uh, and I don't have the, the player's name. Maybe one of you guys do, but I thought about this during the pot. Shout out to the uh, Travis City West player that filled, and maybe there's multiple ones, that filled in at goal on Thursday night uh, in the North-South Showcase because, as I understood, they were without their two goalies, and they still went to overtime in a competitive game with Madawan, lost 5-4. to four, So I don't have the, the goalie or goalies' names from those games, but shout out to the West players or players who, who took part in that game, especially in positions they're probably not very used to playing. Yeah, that was Simon McManus. It was who? Simon McManus. Okay. He got one practice in the day before playing goalie. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Apologies to the nominee who only you two know, so he he won't be heartbroken that I'm not saying his name now. I'm going with Simon for my Athlete of the Week, just filling in on those duties and, and putting up a competitive. Obviously, he let a few goals through, but... I know I would have let a lot more through never playing goal. So props to him on a, on a good effort on a Thursday night in a situation that probably wasn't easy. But, you know, the gamer mentality was there, and, and that's cool to see guys step up in those spots when they're needed. All right, good nods all around, uh, like all three of those. But uh, I'm going to vote for Lydia uh, out of Boyne City, and uh, she, yeah, she'll be my vote. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 8-0 is... Uh, that's, you know, that's that streak is almost as impressive as the Undertaker's WrestleMania win streak. There it is. Before that that's ended. What, you know what? Harrison gets the bell when he brings up pro wrestling. We'll do that. We talked about pro wrestling this whole pot. You, we talked about a belt, you, which was had to do with fantasy football. You then brought it up specifically. No, it's funny, though, that the WWE guys will bring up the Undertaker's win streak, and it's like, it's a fake sport. Like, it doesn't matter. You can't compare it to real-life sports statistics and expect that to sound cool. You can only compare it to Goldberg. Goldberg streak versus Undertaker streak. Well, I don't talk about WCW, but yes, uh, Miss Krause. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Lydia Krause, Boynt City. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, and I am sure that hopefully very soon she will actually be a guest on this podcast. Uh, and join us, whether virtually or in person, but uh, we'll certainly want to have her on here in the the near future. So congrats again to to Lydia. You guys ready to wrap up the show? I mean, jump into the movie world? Yeah. Let's do it. So it has been, since Harrison is on the podcast this week, and since we haven't been able to do the get-around film study for the last couple of months, ever since uh, the Omicron came back and COVID variant has kind of messed things up. Although I guess seeing how this is working now, it's not terrible to do it virtually, but I I kind of like the back and forth in studio. I find that a little more fun when mm-hmm. it comes to just talking about, especially like uh, if we were going to do a movie podcast like that. But since you're here, and since you and I are, are both movie buffs or cinephiles, uh, I wanted to, to ask uh, if there was... And you can go with several if you'd like, but if there was a sports movie that you could insert yourself into and be a character in, what sports movie would that be? And I am going to start with Harrison since he is our, our our guest host. Well, you know, normally I might say, like, like Mike, that movie where Lil Bow Wow was in the NBA or whatever, but, like, screw that. You know, I don't want to have that be my life. So I'm going to go Rookie of the Year. And Henry Rowengartner, getting the chance to just be a random kid in school and then break your arm and suddenly heal it up super strong and throw in the major leagues. So, I mean, that's kind of like every kid's dream when they're little is to be a part of a pro sport and then for that to happen to a kid while he's in elementary school. Yeah, uh, and you get to hang out with Daniel Stern and Gary Busey. Busey, oh, man. Uh, it, it gets no better than that because that's when those guys seem like the biggest – faces on the in the world you know obviously we're all fascinated by pro athletes at our age now but we're also adults and can rationalize that they're not superheroes they're just adults like us or most of us can um but as kids you know those that's a larger than life scenario for him to to jump in there i love the debate all the time what movie's better between rookie of the year and little big league because they're two it's about two stories about two kids one becomes a player one becomes a manager an owner or whatever so like which movie's better i don't know i think that's always up for debate but i would rather be in the rookie of the year scenario and not Plus only that julie the cat gaffney from mighty ducks and that's my way of uh drawing a mighty ducks comparison too and not only that but you get to 
break the curse of uh, the the Billy Goat curse before it actually happens because they don't show it in the movie the, of the Cubs winning the World Series. But at right at the end, like the last, the, the freeze the frame is, is when yeah Henry shows uh, Henry shows the ring. And it's interesting that you bring up Little Big League because I literally I watched that movie Saturday night. Uh, it was on MLB Network, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll go ahead and watch this, and uh, it it's good. I I still love Little Big League. Like it, it holds it's, it's up. a better movie for all anybody who's gonna watch it. But Rookie of the Year is the more fun movie. Yes, as far as the situation. Yeah, I was I tweeted this out. I was surprised that Timothy Busfield. Uh, who was in, uh, I think it was on Lifetime. It was a show called 30-something back in the 80s or 90s. Uh, he makes a convincing major leaguer as Luke Collins. Like, he's not really, he's not a big guy. He's not buff or anything like that. But, like, he makes a convincing major league baseball player in that movie. I don't know how he, how he makes it work. Yeah, it's but both of those movies. Both of those movies have players date the kid's mom, too. I just realized that. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood. Sleaze. Yeah, I, I would. I think I might throw myself into into little big league. Um, I, I was thinking you brought up. You're gonna be the player that dates the mom. Yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, you brought up like Mike, and for some reason that I went. I, I thought of Space Jam, and I went, "Oh, that would be an awesome movie to insert myself into." But what uh, are you? You're gonna Michael Jordan? No, no, no. I would just be me. I would just be in oh, the movie. Oh, I thought you meant we were going to be a character. No, you don't have to be a character. You can, I mean, you can. You can be the character, or you can just be in the movie. And you can just experience the, the movie. I think I would. Okay, yeah. When we first tossed this idea around a couple of weeks ago, I meant, like, what character would you want to be in what movie? Oh, so you'd want to be, like, Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Yeah, oh, of course. I am Marty McFly. I just can't play guitar. Neither can he. <laughs> no. <laughs> He can't either. That is one, and he can't sing. That's not his voice. So, uh, Space Jam, I think, would be up there. Sandlot, obviously, just because of the the pure nostalgia of that, of like playing baseball with your friends in that environment. It seems like, I, I guess, the, yeah, those two baseball movies and uh, and Space Jam. I think those would be the three that I would. That I would insert myself into if I could. James, you got any that you would want to be a James, part of? Who would you be in Miracle? I would. I, actually, I would go with uh, Major League. Just oh, because, Major. It's just because I can you imagine the after party with like Wesley Snipes and Charlie Sheen and Berger? <laughs> <laughs> He's not in for any of the stuff in the movies. He's he just, he just wants. He just wants the rap party. He after. doesn't even want to be in the movie. He just wants the rap party after the movie. He wants to hang out with Pedro Serrano. Well, I did think it was interesting during the. I mean, they only really focused on like five players, you know, out of a whole major league baseball team. You know, they have like the one. You know, Ricky Vaughn is the pitcher. Like the two outfielders, Roger Dorn, and Dorn is the third baseman, and Berenger is the catcher, and that's about it. I mean, really, there's the there's the other starting pitcher who gets yep. lines in here and there. Yeah, and who's that. like 50 years old. Yeah, and I'm yeah. always like, why is this yeah. guy still yeah. pitching? And because he, he doctors the ball up all the time. Yeah, that's that's, that's like uh, lines about him doctoring the ball. I'm like, this guy is older than the manager. Why is he? What, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> hey, the players on the Rams older than Sean McVay. I'm sure. I think it was great when even the announcer like calls one of the balls that gets hit off of that picture and then goes and there's a KY ball up the middle <laughs> the legendary Bob Euchre the best mm-hmm. of the best when it comes to uh, to announcing baseball games jealous yep. of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers who have had him as the the voice calling their games for uh, yeah and then so if you know long. Dennis Haysbert maybe you get some free insurance down the road and uh, that's all later states. David Palmer President Palmer on 24 so any other movies you guys want to throw out before we uh, wrap up the podcast here? Yeah, Miracle. We're going to do that pod eventually. We'll do that pod eventually, I swear. Got everything. Oh, wait, they won. Yes, I want to be Mike Ruzioni. We could bring it back. It's the, the Olympics are going to be in two. We could do a double header. We could do Miracle and Cool Runnings. Let's do it. Let's do those two during the Winter Olympics. And I think that's actually it's a... 
Really good idea, Harrison. During the Omicron Olympics. Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, guys, thank you very much for being here on episode 202 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, seems like time has just flown by hanging out with the TU guys uh, virtually. But uh, thank you both for being here. Uh, thanks again to uh, Aaron and Riley from the Bay Reps for, uh, for joining us as well. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, I've been your host, Brendan Queeley, and in the virtual studio with me was Harrison Beebe, sports director for 7 and 4, and senior sports writer James Cook here at the Record Eagle. Episode 202 in the books. Episode 203 coming up next.